Welcome to The Unlocking. It is my honor and my joy to be here with each one of you today on this podcast. My prayer is that each one of us would walk away with a greater understanding, an unveiling, an awakening, an unlocking to our minds and our hearts, to His truth and His voice. So Holy Spirit, we come and invite you to do what only you can do. Have your way in our midst and in our conversation. We bless you, we honor you, and we thank you. Thank you for what you're going to impart and what you're going to do today. Well, hello. I'm so excited to be with you guys today on this episode. So excited for what the Lord is just doing in this hour with his sons and daughters. And I just want to say how good our Father is. Our Father gives good gifts. And even when your eyes might not see it with your circumstances right now, I just want to declare Jeremiah 29 11 over you. For he knows the plans he has given you, says the Lord. They are plans for your good and not for your disaster, to give you a future and a hope. You know, Hebrews 11.1 1 says that hope is the evidence of things still yet to be seen. And so if there is things that you are seeing that do not line up with the word of God, that do not line up with the character and nature of who, who he is, then I declare that goodness is still coming. Just like Joshua and Caleb went into the promised land with the other spies, but they were the only ones that came back with the report of the Lord. They all saw the exact same things. They all saw the giants. They all saw what looked to be impossible, but the Lord was saying, no, this is what I've spoken and this is what I've declared and this is what I've decreed over the promises over your life. And so I just release right now that if you are standing in a promise, but you have not seen it yet, that hope would rise within you, that the faith of who Jesus is would rise within you, that you would know who your father is, what he has said about you, and that you would come into agreement and alignment with those promises, even when your eyes do not see it. So I just release that blessing over you today. You know, thinking about what the Lord wanted um, to impart and speak on this episode today, I just really felt him inviting me in to share about hearing the voice of God. I know that that is something that a lot of people talk about. A lot of people have questions around How do I know I'm hearing him? What does it mean to learn to hear the voice of God? I've had a lot of these conversations over the years and even recently more so of people just wanting to know what does it mean to hear him? And so first I want to just declare John 10, 27 over us that my sheep will hear my voice and I know each one and they will follow me. You were made from Jesus. This is how um, you can get around people who aren't even saved yet, have not even come into the acknowledgement that he is Jesus and that he died on the cross for their sins so they could come into relationship and come into the fullness of eternity with him. Um, But that the evidence is when you get around somebody and you start talking about who Jesus is, and there is this passion, this evidence of Jesus in you, they start to cry. They start to be completely like drawn in. And they're like, I don't even understand this with my head. Why am I, why am I so emotional? Why am, why am I being so drawn to what you're saying? And it's because that is the evidence of Jesus living inside of us, the Holy Spirit 
and being evident of a transformation that happened inside of us when we went down as the old creation into the new creation. We were co-crucified with Christ. And so sons and daughters, even when they haven't come into relationship yet, still are responding to their father because they were made from him. So they know him. And so there is a deep knowing inside of each one of us that when we get around Jesus, because he chose us to be the vessels that his love and power are released through, that when we get around people that are in relationship with him and have um, become like mirrors, transformed, who look more and more like Jesus, We are drawn to the person of Jesus inside of them. And we are drawn to who he is because we were created from him. So going back to a place of how do I know the voice of God? How do I know what his voice sounds like? Well, one way you know how his voice sounds like is because it's going to be opposite than your flesh. Um, There's been so many times, like for me, learning The voice of God really was, sometimes it's an audible voice, but that's not the norm. An audible voice is not the norm. It is a still small voice that is inside you that when you're going along and all of a sudden this thought drops in your head or this unction to do something that you were not thinking of that actually goes against the grain of how you typically would function or or might do. And so let me give you some instances. So when I was really developing and learning to hear the voice of God, it would literally be like little things. I'd be in um, a department store and I would see a shirt or some shirts like fall on the floor. And I would hear this little voice inside of me that would say, go over there and fold those shirts. Well, there's nothing inside of me that really wants to stop what I'm doing, stop my shopping and go over there and fold these shirts. But it was like, I had this deep knowing, wait a second, this isn't me. All right. I'm just going to, I'm just going to do this. I'm just going to go over there and fold the shirts or being in the parking lot of a department store. And there'd be a cart that's, you know, 10 vehicles down that is not in the place to put carts. And you hear this little prompting, go get that cart. Well, again, that's not my voice saying, go get that cart. And so it literally was responding to these little unctions, these little, these little things inside of me that I knew was not me speaking, but they always lined up with who Jesus is. You know, Jesus is kind and he is loving. And so another way that you know his voice is that it's going to line up with the character and nature of God. And you know that by reading about him in his word. But even before maybe even knowing head knowledge, there are going to be promptings inside of you. Um, Hey, you know, so-and-so is laid on your heart today. Maybe I need to just reach out to them. And all of a sudden you reach out to them and they're like, oh my goodness, this could not have been more perfect timing. I was wrestling with something. I was bogged down by something. And your text message or your phone call or your handwritten note just literally was the very answer to the thing I've been crying out for. In the beginning stages of learning his voice, it's in these small things of responding in obedience to those little promptings, to those unctions, to that small voice inside of you. And as you do that, and as you're obedient in those things, you start to know what his voice sounds like. You start to go, oh, wait a second. 
this sounds really familiar. And I have followed this time and time again. And every single time it's been like, oh yeah, that was you, Jesus. And so you start to grow more and more confident in his voice speaking to you as you start doing even those small things. One of the stories that really shaped my life and hearing his voice was we were pregnant with our third son and we did not find out the sex of our children. And if I've shared this story before, sorry, but this is, this has been a really pivotal story in my life and in my walk with the Lord, but we had not found out the sex of either our, of our first two sons. And with our third one it was very much like, Lord, I really would love to find out if he's a boy or a girl, because I don't want to be in delivering him. And then all of a sudden have this wrestle because I always had this. I love being a mama boys. Please hear me. Love, love, love being a mom boys. But there was like this deep wrestle inside of me because I also always had a heart to, um, be a, a mom of a little girl. And so I did not want to give birth and then be in that wrestling place with the father and being like any at all, any kind of disappointment, even a little bit. And so we were going to um, find out the sex so that we could, um, if there was any kind of anything, we could wrestle that thing out before the delivery. And so my husband and I both agreed that we were going to find out, had a lot of friends at the time that were pregnant. They were all finding out the sex of their babies. And so it wasn't that it was a right or wrong. Um, but one day I was in my living room and really sick because I, I get really sick with my pregnancies and literally that voice inside again says, you are not to find out the sex of this baby. And it was like a, the fear of the Lord, like hit me. And I got on the ground and I was weeping and I'm like, what do you mean? What do you mean? Jesus, this has to be you because everything inside of me wants to find out. What do you mean? I'm not supposed to find out the sex of this baby. And so I ended up calling my husband and telling him what I heard. And he's like, well, sweetie, we got to be obedient to the Lord's voice. And so we really just kind of laid it at his feet and said, we're trusting you, Jesus, with this. And so the day of delivery, they you know announced he was a boy and there was not an ounce. Like the Lord was so faithful. Like he was so present in the room. There wasn't an ounce of um, disappointment. There was only excitement that the Lord was entrusting us with three boys to grow and raise up to be men of God. Like I even had a friend that had texted me that day and they're like, wow, the Lord is really blessing and bestowing upon you the honor to raise these boys to be men of God. And it was just such a beautiful invitation from the Lord. But there was a couple months after, um, our third, his name's Braden was born that I was spending some time with the Lord. And I just said, Lord, I would love to know, like you were so faithful and so gracious in the delivery that we never, you know, had to wrestle that thing out. But why, why did you ask us? Cause again, we had a lot of friends that were pregnant, finding out their sex. So it wasn't, it wasn't a right or wrong, but it was in response to being obedient to what he was asking us. And I said, and I know sometimes we're obedient and we don't know on this side of heaven, what the outcome is because one plus two does not equal three in the kingdom. It equals obedience to his voice. And sometimes we see that play out how we think we're going to. Sometimes we don't, but it's all about obedience to his voice. It is all about obedience to his voice. If there's anything that I can echo and just champion you in is be 
obedient to him, not obedient to what others are saying, but obedient to his voice. And I promise you, you will see the miraculous. You will see the parting of the Red Sea in so many different areas of your life when you are obedient to his voice. And a lot of times it'll go against the grain of so many people's opinions and thoughts, but you can trust his voice. And so, um, anyways, I was spending time with the Lord and just asking him, why, why did you ask us not to find out? And very clearly I heard the Lord say, you entrusted me with something so near and dear to your heart. Now I know I can entrust you with things so near and dear to mine. And let me tell you, I lost it. I came out. I was actually sitting in my closet. I came out of my closet weeping and my husband's like, oh my goodness, what just happened? And I got to share with him what the Lord had just said. And can I just say that I have seen so many areas of our lives pointing back to that one obedient decision to follow his voice, that when we entrust him with things so near and dear to our heart that feels unfair at times or feels like, what are you asking of me, Jesus? This is costly. This is so hard that when you are obedient and yielded to his voice, he says, now, now I know, now I know I can entrust you with things so near and dear to my heart. You know, so many times we're in this testing of the Lord and not Not necessarily testing of like pass or fail or, well, if you don't get this right, then you're going to be, you know, punished. It's literally like this invitation from the Lord going, I'm putting you through this testing period where I need to know how much of my voice you can respond to. I need to know how much of my glory can you actually hold without it crushing you. I need to know, can you lay it all down and surrender? This thing that feels so costly, can you lay it down? Can you surrender it at my feet and watch what I'll do in the surrender and the yieldedness? And just so, you know, it's even like Mary in the Bible, the one that um, broke all the incense at Jesus' feet. She was ridiculed, you know, even by the disciples, like, who are you? What do you think you're doing? That was not accepted in those times. And it was a year's worth of wages. That's not just a a day, a couple days saving up a couple months. It was a year worth of wages that she broke at Jesus' feet because she knew, she knew that he was worthy of it all. She knew that he was worthy of every single cent of that year's worth of wages. And I feel the Lord just, he's, he's asking us one to learn the voice of God and two, to be obedient to his voice. And three, that in that obedience, he is saying, now I can entrust you with things that are near and dear to my heart. And again, I promise you, I promise you that there has been so much evidence of being obedient to his voice when it all looked sideways, when we would have people questioning us or doubting that every single time the Lord has been like, yes, you heard correctly. Thank you. Thank you in that costliness. Thank you for yielding to my voice. Thank you for being obedient. Now I can entrust you with other things. Just recently, um, in the last couple years, 
the Lord has really started to speak to me through dreams in the night. And it really all came on the tail end of um, doing a 40 day fast and really just intentionally um, going after him. And it was, it was like this beautiful invitation. Like I know that there's a lot of discipline in 40 days fast, but this was a grace upon it. And I felt this, like, as I leaned in and pressing into him, that there were some things that he was going to unlock. And one of those things was my dreams. And can I just tell you that in dreams, in stewarding dreams, even when you're like, oh my goodness, you know, first off, let me just dispel I don't believe in pizza dreams. I believe that we can have like, um, uh, like hormonal dreams or like pregnancy dreams or like when things are out of whack, you know, we can have dreams or like if you're on medication for something, surgery or whatever, that that can like alter our dream life. But in general, I believe wholeheartedly our spirit is fully alive at night and he is speaking to us through dreams. And so, um, as he has asked me to steward and be faithful with dreams that he gives me to wake up, to write down what I remember, to put dates on them. Even when they make no sense, he has shown time and time and time and time again that he will come back a year you know, later or months later, sometimes even weeks where he'll go, Hey, do you remember that dream? Hey, I want to unpack something for you. Hey, I want you to release something about that dream to so-and-so. And it's just been wild. So even recently, as in the last couple of days, I had had some dreams a year ago about a revival hit in Canada. And it was a really profound dream. It was short, but anyways, from waking up from that dream, I won't share all the details, waking up from that dream, I just had this deep knowing that revival was going to hit Canada once again. And then a month later from that, I had another crazy dream where a man in the dream actually appeared in a picture form that I never met before um, with the words Java Paga under this picture and found out that the man in the dream had to do something with the words Java Paga. I won't, I won't dive all into that, but it really was Paga's, uh, a Hebrew word for striking the mark in territories of intercession over people, places, and regions. And so the Lord was just really unpacking all of that to really be praying over this man in my dream. And I had never met this man before, but, but when I started researching what the Lord was saying through those two words, this man's picture came up to who this man was in my dream. And so I've just been interceding over him for a year. Well, last week, all this stuff started to unfold where I started to uh, get into divine relationship. I don't even know if a, race, a relationship acquaintance with somebody who is spearheading this outpouring that is happening in Canada. And they have been interceding and praying for a revival hitting Canada. And I have not heard of anybody in my sphere of influence talking about Canada. It was such a divine connection. Well, as of yesterday, I was able to share some dreams that I had had about Canada revival that has gone out to numerous pastors in Canada to encourage their hearts in the Lord saying, yes, yes. Yes, yes. And can I just tell you that I wanted to just disregard those dreams? And can I tell you that sometimes it feels really crazy that sometimes I feel like I got three heads, but the Lord would choose to reveal his heart to this little girl in Harrisonburg, Virginia to say, 
hey, can I entrust you with things near and dear to my heart? Can I entrust you to lean in and that I'll make the divine connections and alignments and for you to be able to then just sit back and say, God, however I can encourage these leaders, however I, these dreams can encourage them to just continue running and going full force. And I have no idea what all the Lord will do with that. But can I just say it's such an honor and a blessing to be able to steward what the Lord gives and then to be able to release an encouragement to these people, at pastors, leaders I've never met and have no connection with, but their hearts and their spirits are getting affirmed and lifted by dreams that the Lord gave to another person in another country. That is how our father works. This is how he works. And he is looking for sons and daughters who will respond to the promptings of his voice that will learn to hear the voice of God, to be obedient to what he's saying, to steward what he's saying. And then for him to say, Will you just release what I'm asking you to say, even when you don't understand how it's all going to add up and how it's going to play out? So I just want to bless each one of us today. Before we get off this episode, I just want to release a prayer and a blessing over us that we would continue just to run after his voice, run after his heart, run after stewarding the things that he puts in front of us. So Father, I just thank you for each person that's listening to this podcast And I just bless them, God, that they know your voice. They know their daddy's voice. I thank you, Jesus, that there is nothing that separates us from you, God, once we've come into that place of sonship with you, God, who truly understand the finished work of the cross. I thank you, God, that you are revealing yourself, that you are speaking to us, that we can hear you. So I break off all lies that says I don't hear him. Even in this moment, if you don't feel like you do, I would encourage you to come back into the truth, come back into the alignment, declare out loud, yes, I hear you and I know you want to speak to me. Even when you don't feel it and even when you don't sense it, I promise you that you will start to hear him and you will start to understand what his voice sounds like, his nature and character. And so, Father, I just thank you. I thank you that your sons and daughters hear your voice. I thank you that your heart is to impart wisdom and revelation into them, God. That your heart is to impart dreams and visions and words, God, over your sons and daughters so that they can literally be the vessels that you pour out your spirit. And so I just bless each one of us today. I thank you, God, for the invitation. I thank you for the gift. I thank you for the gift of hearing. I thank you, Jesus, that faith comes by hearing. And we are listening, God. We are listening to your voice. And we want to obey you, Jesus. No matter the cost, we just want to be with you. Thank you for joining me today on this episode. My prayer is that as you walk away, you felt an unlocking taking place. And that as you go about your day to day, you would see him moving and hear him speaking in new ways. And that you would find yourself responding with a resounding yes to him and all that he is asking and speaking to your heart. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to your podcast from. Until next time, remember, you are his beloved.